everyone. You are listening to the Canopy Life podcast. This is your host today. I am Christy Gordy, founder of Canopy Life International. And today we are um, speaking with Abu Odiambo and Lena and Jerry. They're both staff from our Canopy Life Academy team. And we're excited to hear from them today about what's going on with Canopy Life and, uh, and how Canopy Life is managing some of the challenges we're all facing in 2020. Uh, so welcome, Lena and Abu. Thank you for being here today. Thank you. Um, Abu, why don't you take, we'll go Abu and then Lena. Abu, why don't you take just a second to introduce yourself, tell everyone about your role at Canopy Life and just a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, um, like you said, uh, my name is Absalom Odiambo and uh, I am a father of two children and uh, a husband of one wife, that is Grace uh, Odiambo. Um, my daughter is uh, 13 years and my son is seven years. They actually share a birthday, amazing, and uh, with a birthday six years apart. <laughs> um, and so um, very lovely kids, very energetic, and uh, just love being around them. Uh, at Canopy Life, I'm the spiritual and home life director. And um, my work is actually to take care of the welfare of the children while they stay uh, at Canopy Life and also to ensure that they grow spiritually. We believe that for them to be, um, to be world changers, they need God in their lives and they need to grow in the ways of Christ so that they can be able to be of impact to the world that we know is right now crumbling. So that's what I do at Canopy Life. Wonderful, thank you so much. Lena, can you introduce yourself? Sure, hi everyone. Um, my name is Lena Jerry. And uh, at Canopy Life, I work as the mentorship and training counselor. I'm married to Stephen Kimani, of whom we work with at Canopy Life. And uh, we have two children, namely Amy Waitera, who is turning eight in November, and Michael, who we call him Hazelnut. <laughs> He's actually turning four tomorrow. So, wow. yeah. And uh, yeah, that's, 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 that's me. Well, thank you, you guys so much for joining us. I am so excited. I would guess we should mention for the record that you guys are both in Kenya in your homes right now. Actually, I think, Lena, you may be in your vehicle recording this to try to get away from yes. the noise, uh, but that you guys are in Kenya and we're really excited to hear from you about what's happening over there. You know, it's true that conflict lies in the distance between our expectations and reality and the bigger that gap between our expectations and reality the bigger the conflict, whether that's a conflict between people or within ourselves, our response when reality and expectations are different are important and they often define something as a positive or negative experience when we look back on it. And I'm sure that everyone listening right now is going through some version of this. I mean, 2020 is not what any of us expected it to be. Um, and the same is true for us at Canopy Life as an organization. And we'd like to take a minute to share what those expectations were and the reality of our current situation and how we're taking responsibility or responding in light of everything going on in the world. So let's start with you, Abu. Abu, can you just tell us or tell our listeners, what was July 2020 supposed to look like? What were we supposed to be doing? What were the children and the staff going to be up to in July? All right. Um, yes, um, July is usually one of the busiest months we have. And uh, bearing in mind that um, we have uh, 
what you call the grade eights that are preparing themselves for the final exam. Um, and so there was a lot that was going into preparing them for the exam. But at the same time, July is one of the months that we usually receive guests, guests from the US. And so, um, you know, we usually have trips. We take the kids out uh, for what you'd call educational trips and uh, just to have our students interact with their sponsors. But at the same time, July is uh, a month where um, we usually uh, spiritually want to prepare the children, especially the grade eights, uh, to prepare them for the world that is coming. Uh, most of them right now are now teenagers. And so we realize that there are those, all those challenges that come with the teenage. And so um, we were going to really um, uh, focus more on what they are supposed to become as they get into teenage and as they focus on uh, adulthood. So uh, it was going to be a very busy month with the uh, programs lined up to be able to ensure that uh, by the time they get out of canopy uh, of the clear uh, grade eight, they are fully prepared to face uh, the new challenges that are coming with the teenage and are also coming with uh, joining high school. So right. that's what it's supposed to be. Right. So, and just to fill in a boot for those of our listeners who may not know, um, school in Kenya starts in January and runs through around November. So May, June, and July, where the Americans are typically out of school, our Kenyan students are in school that entire time, right? Yep. Yeah. So, um, so it was going to be a very full month. What would the staff have been doing, you know, on a daily basis throughout May, June, and July? Well, um, hmm. of course, <laughs> it would be with preparing the kids since they can't do that for themselves or by right. themselves. So there was a lot that was going to, um, to um, go into preparing the kids. Um, and of course, teams also coming in. I yeah. know we'd also be um, engaging with the teams and uh, having our uh, teachers you know, go out with the, with the teams to do trips, educational trips with the kids. And so there's also a lot of preparation that was going into that. At the same time, um, July, we begin to focus on the coming year. Yeah. Um, uh, the directors and the management would sit down to begin to focus on the coming year and uh, lay strategies and plans to be able uh, to put things in place to have a successful you know, incoming year. So yeah, that's right. what would really require us more. And w- would you say about 30% of the adult staff live on campus and the other 70% come and go? So they live off campus in the city of Nairobi and travel out to campus every day. So you would have been coming and going, commuting to campus where the children live um, in order to yes. do this work. Is that correct? Yes. Is that, about, is that a pretty that, good ratio, 30, 70? Okay, great. Um, yeah, well, should be. <laughs> yeah. Well, Lena, tell us what, what does July 2020 actually look like? What is our reality right now? Where are the children? How are we communicating with them? How are they learning that sort of thing? Okay. Um, in reality, the children are home with their parents. Um, in their rural communities. In their rural communities. We have communities in Kinangob, Karogoto, Gamba, and Koma area. So that, those are miles away from Canopy. So that's where they are, they are right now. And um, we decided to make sure that we keep in touch with them and we usually interact with them digitally. Uh, using some platforms like Zoom calling hasn't been very successful due to poor internet connectivity. So we resorted to doing phone calls regularly so that we can reach them and keep in touch. 
and just to ensure that they are safe and their families are safe. So we do this and we try to reach them at least once each child. Um, we make sure that every week we know how each child is doing. Uh, the teachers, uh, because of um, the nature of the work, like giving the children the the learning materials, they get to interact with them weekly and other stuff. We get we talk to them over the phone almost every two weeks, so we get to know how each kid is yeah. doing. Would you say yeah. the teachers are interacting almost on a daily basis with the students because they're using Google Classroom? for some of the students and then using WhatsApp to share assignments with the younger students, is that correct? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Every day as teachers are giving work, they check out on how the children have you know, woken up and if they're ready to, to start the day. And then um, after they finish the work on the Google Classroom, they check, they check who has you know, delays, why they have not submitted and follow yeah. up. Yeah. And Abu, you're even sharing devotions on Google Classroom. Is yes, yes, I do. Yes, I yeah. Do. And and tell me about that experience. That's got to be interesting. Um, I think actually uh, for the kids, this is a new platform for them. They are not used to that kind of interaction. Um, but uh, well, this is what now we call the new normal, and uh, we have them asking questions whenever they they get stuck, and so. Um, We've, we've seen most of them now able to communicate through Google Classroom. And so we will send them um, some material and uh, they'll look at the material and then they can be able to ask, answer certain questions. And uh, at some uh, other times I would send them uh, video clips of myself just talking to them. And uh, so far it's been uh, good. Uh, most of them have come on board and uh, they find communicating on Google Classroom more comfortable and uh, they can actually be able to gain much through that platform. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So Lena, how are the staffs? Can you speak to that? How are the staff feeling? Um, you know, what's the general vibe we're getting from what they're thinking? Are people able to stay safe and healthy? Um, I would say the staff so far feel encouraged that despite the technology challenges that we have experienced in the past, um, the the staff as staff we have remained as a team which has really helped us to to be to know that we're in this together so um that energy within the staff we are able now to to diversify it and reach the children and when we are all you know on the same on the same page speaking the same you know language having the same vibe we're able to encourage the children so the staff they, they are encouraged and we thank God that every one of them is safe and doing well. Yeah. What is it like yeah. moving around Nairobi? Now, I know some things have changed in the last few days. Nairobi was on mm -hmm. lockdown. You couldn't leave the city of Nairobi and now, um, and now you are allowed to leave and people are allowed to enter the city, but there's still a curfew. Like, what is it like to move around uh, for you guys? Uh, let's, Lena, if you can weigh in, and then Abu, I'd love you to share what day-to-day -day life is like right now for you guys. Uh, interesting enough is that um, when the pandemic first hit, people were very guarded and very cautious. And uh, they, I think because of the panic, people really kept indoors. But right now, when the boundaries have been opened, 
people are, I think people have gotten to the place of realizing like life has to move on and uh, we have to embrace the new normal as Abu said. And so it's, it's now everyone's responsibility to take care of themselves. So we are doing a lot of sanitizing, hand washing and wearing masks, trying as much as we can to keep social distance, which is a, a bit of a challenge yeah. <laughs> because of our mode of transport. Like yes. You have to be in a matatu and when you go to a market, they are open market and everybody is there. And so I think people are doing their best with, within our context. Yeah. Um, but what we are very, very grateful for is that people are adjusting to the new normal. Like the, there's no more so much tension and yeah, people have really adjusted well. Oh, that's good. Abu, do you have anything to add to that? Um, I, I live in Nairobi um, and uh, sometimes I'm up, out and about. You know, I have to go to the stores and uh, you know, buy some food. Today, um, you know, I just had to take my son to the hospital. Actually, it's past Nairobi. And so I, I, I verified that the roadblocks are no longer there. But having said that, um, I think people want to get out and work because the economy is kind of affected by mm-hmm. um, the, the lockdown in Nairobi. So I think yesterday we had a couple of people get out of Nairobi. Some of my friends were able to drive out of Nairobi for the first time. Um, and some of them were locked into, into, uh, in Nairobi because by the time they were coming in just to do business and go back to the towns, uh, the president closed Nairobi. And so most of them wow. were in Nairobi for the longest time. So when the president announced that Nairobi is now open, most of them were now able to get out, out of Nairobi and uh, you know, ready to rejoin their families. But um, right. I should say that it's business as usual. Mm. But on the other hand, people are very cautious. You can see people with face masks and, uh, you know, at the stores, people are washing their hands and using hand sanitizers and uh, they're trying as much as possible to keep distance. But uh, other places, people are not very keen, you know. So, yeah. um, but I, with time, I believe that people will begin to see the reality of things and um, they'll, they, they will now, you know, swing into having, you know, taking care of themselves more seriously than they're doing right now. Right, right. Yeah. Well, um, let's talk for a minute about uh, what's coming next. You know, it's difficult. <laughs> Every two weeks, the world looks a little different, but we know it's difficult to predict what's coming next, but we don't believe in eliminating expectations. So to close that gap, you know, we we're working hard to plan for the future. So Abu, talk about what's coming for Canopy Life. When is the school expected to open? You know, what are we planning? Yes, uh, actually, yesterday we went to the Canopy campus and we were ready. We didn't know what was coming. So, yeah, you we guys were, haven't had, been able to go there since like March, right? Yeah, because it was outside yeah. the barrier and you were inside. Exactly. So, the, the, the lifting of the lockdown was like, yeah, let's go and see what's <laughs> out there, you know, at Canopy. And, and so, we were there and we were actually discussing the reopening protocols that were given to us by the government and through the World Health Organization. And so, uh, you know, the management uh, was actually discussing how we'll put the sanitizers in place and put the, you know, washing points in place. Then uh, before we, we were done, you know, the announcement came that school has been postponed to next year, January. Yeah. Uh, and so, um, whereas our goals will never change because we believe that God gave us those goals, 
But on the other hand, I think strategy will change. Yeah. We're looking forward to enhancing our digital platform and, uh, you know, ensuring that our kids are, you know, whatever, okay, maybe I would say digitally uh, literate, you know, because the future seems to be dictating that there'll be a lot of learning uh, through uh, the digital platform. So that is one way we're going to invest in the, the near future. But we're looking forward again to the reopening of school in January. And uh, in the meantime, we will be engaging with them with what we've, we've been doing, doing Google Classroom and, uh, you know, sending those video clips to them. Right. And uh, we're also planning to visit them uh, yes. more so that we can be able to have this, you know, the face, face-to-face time with them. Right. I think that's what's so crazy. So just to clarify for our listeners, yesterday the president announced that the entirety of the school year was basically canceled and that we would restart school in January as if 2020 had never happened. So we'll still have our class four and class eight students. No one's taking tests. No one's graduating to the next grade. And then our students that are in class ninth grade or form one, as it's called in Kenya, will also start January again in form one. It's going to be such an interesting um, process for all of these students to restart in January. It also gives us a five-month runway to plan and prepare for different things. Uh, I know that Lena, you, and some of the house parents have been taking um, classes on trauma and students and preparing um, for how to help the students process, you know, what they're coming back to. And then also the chance finally, now that Nairobi's not on lockdown, to go possibly visit the kids and do work there with them. I know we're about to, I shouldn't have asked you for plans when everything, we just pivoted yesterday and we haven't even had discussions yet on, on, you know, what our new plan is now that we actually can get face to face with the kids. I know we're really eager to have some time to take care of their hearts and nurture them and, and help them with that technical literacy in person. So um, it's a lot, there's a lot changing rapidly um, in Kenya on a regular basis, which is just a little crazy. Um, Lena, even for our listeners who are constantly having to pivot, you know, in the U.S. right now, we're actively waiting to hear what reopening schools, which is going to be in the next month, uh, when the school year starts, what is that going to look like? Are kids going to be allowed to come back? I know they've got a lot on their mind, but how can they get involved in the, in what's happening in Kenya? How can they get involved in the things that we're talking about right now? Okay. Um, there are a number of ways that, Um, they can get involved and I think top on the list is praying for Canopy, especially praying for our children that as they come out of the pandemic, we know most of them may be affected in one way or another, especially in regard to their family resources. Um, As we see the way the economy has been, we we know that um, most of the parents may be stressed out and during these periods unconsciously the parents may you know maybe displacing some of their frustrations on the children and so we know when they come back they will be carrying a lot which we we really we are praying for them and we hope that um, god will give us wisdom on how to to help them bridge and you know come back to to their to themselves so yeah that's a prayer item we we desire that we be able to 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 engage with these children in a way that it will bring them back to who they are and right. they'll find themselves 
Um, another way that you can engage with us is um, uh, um, also prayer for our teenagers, uh, mm -hmm. the class eight. They are all teen, 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 getting into teenage, and you see them having been away from us for almost a year. Um, there's so much that we'll be able to do, but we believe out there there are other voices speaking to them. Mm -hmm. So our prayer is that as as they they come back and as we launch them to high school, that within that year it will be quality and they'll they'll be able to you know gain wisdom and be able to you know to to have values that will keep them and they'll be able to go through high school so yeah and um, another way is if possible sometimes in the future we welcome you to canopy if you can take <laughs> when the world reopens and, yeah <laughs> yeah when the world reopens and we go back to normalcy god okay. help us uh we we hope that you can just come and meet our children and interact with them just come yeah. and share the joy of our children and mm. love and um I'm sure there will be a divine exchange. I believe so. Mm -hmm. And uh, if if an opportunity opens, visiting their communities, seeing the homes where they come from, it's it's a wonderful experience for you. So you're most welcome. Those kids are always <laughs> ready to welcome visitors. And the last but not least on the on the on my list is you can partner with us by sponsoring a child. Yeah. Um, this is one area where you have a relationship with this child. You can be able to communicate with them. Um, they get to meet your family maybe through sending photos and writing letters to them. And you, most of these children are really inspired when they know somebody out there is thinking about them and praying for them. So those are some of the areas you can partner yeah. with us. Yes. Oh, that's great. Thank you. We will definitely be praying. And for anyone who is interested in trips or sponsorship, you can go to our website, canopylife.org. That's canopylife.org. Hit the get involved tab and it will take you to all of the ways you can go on a trip, sponsor, or even be a part of our COVID relief plan. Um, Abu and Lena, thank you so much for joining us today. I know our listeners have really enjoyed hearing from you. I'm excited because this is just the beginning of some of our conversations Next month in our podcast, we'll be interviewing or speaking to Abu and Lena separately. These two are so incredible at their heart for, ch uh, for children, for nurture, Abu's um, pastoral heart and father's heart for our kids. We have so much we can learn from both of them. And in light of the fact that we're all trying to figure out how to navigate the unexpected things in life and lead our children, whether they're our children or children we mentor or teach. Um, through that process, we have so much we can learn from them um, as we in the U.S. continue to navigate all the challenges that 2020 is bringing and just that gap between our expectations and what has turned out to be reality. I'm so excited to learn from both of you next month and we'll be sharing more about um, what they're going to be sharing in August um, on our uh, our email and blog and also on our um, social media so you can be looking for those podcasts released next month so Abu and Lena thank you so much for joining us and uh, Asante Sana everybody mm, thank you so much for having us Karibu Sana